Hey everyone, it's Rich Bennett, host of Conversations with Rich Bennett, bringing you an exciting chance to win with our latest giveaway sponsored by Tar Heel Construction Group. Get ready to make a splash just by tuning into the podcast. Yes, you heard that right. While you're soaking up our latest episodes, listen closely for a special splash sound. When you hear it, remember the episode name. Here's what you do next. Shoot us an email at podcast at harfordcountyliving.com with the episode title. Each splash sound means a new chance to win. So the more you listen, the better your chances. If you don't have email, then just leave a voicemail from our website at conversationswithrichbennett.com. What's the prize? How about a brand new waterproof Bluetooth speaker? Perfect for listening to our episodes, whether you're in the bath, on the beach, in the pool or on the go. You have until the end of May to send in your entries and we'll announce the lucky winner on June 3rd. Don't miss out on this splashy opportunity brought to you by Tar Heel Construction Group. Dive into our episodes and win big. In the past, if you listen to this podcast, you've heard me talk to uh, actually a couple of people about addiction. And it's something that, God, one of these days, I'm sure like everybody, we would like to see all types of addiction just go away. I mean, that that would be amazing if that could happen. Anyway, I've been wanting to get somebody from this organization on, and I finally had the opportunity to talk to two people from Ashley Addiction Treatment Center about addiction and one of the new programs that they have going on. And I believe if you know anybody that's going through addiction or if you yourself are, this place can definitely, without a doubt, help you or help them or help any loved one. Stay tuned. Welcome to Harford County Living with your host, Rich Bennett. My name is Teresa Stepp with the Clay Monet. Each week, you'll hear roundtable discussions and interviews with people tied to Harford County, Maryland, and we hope you'll learn something new that leaves you wanting more. Now, here's your host, professional DJ, entrepreneur, podcaster, and all-around great guy, Rich Bennett. I'd like to welcome everybody to Harford County Living with Rich Bennett. I have two people on today. I've been wanting to get somebody from this organization on for a while because I everybody knows how, at least everybody that listens to the podcast knows how I feel about uh, addiction and people getting help. So I have James Ryan and Jen Ungum on the podcast today from Ashley. Now, I'm, it's changed names. It's, is it Ashley Treatment Center? Ashley Addiction Treatment. Ashley Addiction Treatment. Because before that, wasn't it Father Ashley's? Father Martin's Ashley. Yeah. Okay. So I'm, I'm learning still, (laughs) but James and Jen, uh, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's great to have you on. And I guess to start, tell everybody a little bit of history about Ashley. First of all, thank you, Rich. We appreciate the opportunity, um, to come on. We agree, you know, the, the cause of addiction treatment and really helping people find the resources they need to overcome, um, substance use disorders is, is really critical mm-hmm. uh, for us at Ashley. We've been doing this a long time. Ashley's been around for nearly 40 years, um, 
and we are a legacy nonprofit. We have five separate locations. Our main campus, which is where our, our co-founders started, you know, this organization almost 40 years ago, is located in Haverford Grace. It's on 147 acres at the headwaters of the Chesapeake Bay. By Swan Creek, right? Yep, exactly. Um, and we are, we also have two outpatient programs um, that we've opened in the last five years, and then two extended care programs, one of which is roughly three years old, and the other one, which we um, are excited to talk about today, one in Churchville and the other one in Bel Air. Before, before it was just a campus in Havity Grace, right? That's correct. So initially when Ashley started, it was um, an inpatient facility with uh, one building. And since then, we've expanded our campus and grown our service services to afford, you know, as many people as possible the opportunity to get the health care they need. We've treated over 45,000 individuals um, and we're committed to continuing to expand our, our services to try to help as many people as possible. I was going to say, because when you first started, um, was it just, was it strictly alcohol treatment or am I wrong there? It definitely had an emphasis on the treatment of okay. alcohol use disorder. Um, I think, you know, over time, things have expanded. Our understanding of, of alcoholism and drug addiction has evolved. And we recognize, you know, that it is a spiritual malady and ultimately it's a holistic problem so it requires a holistic solution um spiritual problem and requires a spiritual solution so ashley's committed to that holistic model of care we now have 117 beds on our main campus here we serve us more than 250 people in our outpatient locations and we've got 20 beds that are um in extended care programs both the, the bel air and the churchville location with the spiritual and holistic part does that seem to, I guess, um, oh, what am I, what's, how am I trying to phrase this? Seem to work better than, because I haven't really heard about that with other treatment centers. I mean, does that seem to work better than I mean, most places you think of just medication or whatever? Sure. I think the founders of Ashley, one of the reasons this place is special and it's a world leader, and one of the reasons I'm here, and I, I think Ben would say the same is that we understand, you know, first and foremost, that connection is the key to recovery. Mm -hmm. uh, we believe in healthy connection with self, others, and a sense of meaning or purpose. You could use language of higher power, spiritual connection, but you really have to help someone connect in all aspects of their life to who they are as a human being, to the other human beings in their life, and to something greater than themselves. Right. A lot of this is, is well-founded and well-established through the 12-step tradition, 12-step fellowships. We certainly are advocates of uh, our patients engaging in those communities. Um, and really, and ultimately, we, we believe in treating people with dignity and respect. And that's what was innovative about, you know, Father Martin and, and May Ashley Abraham, our, our co-founders, was the dignity and res respect that they really treated everyone with. And we're committed to that as the soul of who we are as an organization. I actually like that idea better um, because to me, if you, it, that spiritual aspect and the holistic aspect, you're that, I think that works would work a lot better because 
then your that true person's coming out as well, which I think that's a that's a big um, accomplishment when when you can get the true person out of somebody, because let's face it, and, and again, correct me if I'm wrong, but your different types of addiction changes the people's mindsets, and sometimes you don't see that that true person. Absolutely. I mean, there's a reason why addiction was was believed to be a moral failing. And, and unfortunately, in some instances still is now. I mean, addictive behavior um, can be very off putting and very mm -hmm. challenging, especially, you know, for family members and those closest to uh, the individual. And, and we do view not just the individual, but the whole family as um, our patient. We right. Try to take them into our care, we engage families. And, and patients in a full continuum of care, offering them the support they need, because it is really, truly, the idea is to help people build a life worth living, a life worth protecting, a life worth having, um, one a foundation of recovery. The idea is not to abstain from drugs and alcohol indefinitely for the sake of abstaining from drugs and alcohol indefinitely. The idea right. is to help people craft and create a life that is meaningful and purposeful for them. Okay. Now, the newest part, which is the Women's Extended Care Program, when did that start? And tell us a little bit about that, if you can. Sure. The Women's Extended Care Program, we actually just launched on May the 18th, and it is a 90-day recovery program that focuses on long-term gender-specialized treatment for women with substance use disorders. And as James mentioned earlier, that we have had a men's extended care for roughly three years. And I guess you could say this women's extended care has been in the making just okay. as long. And we wanted to offer the same services to women, you know, going through this process as we do men. Or, or that's in Churchville, right? Well, it's technically Bel Air, but right on the outskirts of Churchville. Yes. Okay. Okay. May 1st, during the COVID-19 pandemic. I bet you didn't plan that, did you? No, no, we didn't. <laughs> but we uh, we powered through and, and made it happen. And uh, we're very excited to be able to offer this now. Now, because of the pandemic, um, God, how is that affecting you guys for getting people in for a treatment or anything? So with regard to the pandemic and, and really, you know, being able to launch a new service line in the midst of uh, the pandemic, I mean, that's a testament to the character of the people that, that work at Ashley. It's a testament to the character of Jen and the team that created and crafted and launched the program. And I think that's a really good example of how we've responded to the pandemic. We believe, again, that connection is the key to recovery and in the midst of a pandemic, people have been isolated and they've been asked to isolate. We have been told to disconnect from each other in so many ways. And so our opportunity as an organization is really to help bridge the gap, um, that right. bridge these gaps that have been created by, by the reality of what we're facing now. We certainly didn't plan it, but we've responded quickly and, and fully. We have an incident command center um, that really they take on 
whatever the recommendations from the CDC, the state of Maryland, and you know the authorities on the pandemic and how best to respond. They take on the, that burden for Ashley and they help us as an organization respond appropriately, implementing all every and all possible safety protocol to keep patients, families, and staff safe. Um, but we do believe wholeheartedly and sincerely that this is going to make substance use worse. And there's, yeah. uh, there's quite a bit out there now that, you know, sort of honors the reality that isolation is what exacerbates substance use. And we expect, unfortunately, that the pandemic will have consequences um, for a lot of people in making things worse. So we want to make ourselves available. We want to make, you know, our resources available. We want to make our services available to as many people as possible in, in every avenue that we can. So it was one of my biggest worries too, uh, with this pandemic that it would make things worse. Um, and it's, it is scary, very scary. Now, if somebody is seeking treatment, how do they contact you? So before we got started, I mean, you referenced our website. That's a mm -hmm. great way um, to get a feel for who we are and what we do, ashleytreatment.org. Uh, we can certainly uh, provide contact information to you if you'd like to add that uh, to the post of the podcast. Oh, it'll be linked in there. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So that that's really easy. Um, and, you know, ultimately, we, we make ourselves known to the community and local resources a quick google search of ashley um, treatment will bring you right to right to our door um, if you're looking for our phone number um, we can provide you that to post again on the podcast okay well well you got three different locations right so three different phone numbers i take it no just one oh. phone number 1-800-799-HOPE and that'll bring you to our intake office and we will coordinate that. We'll coordinate where you land based on what your needs are. And if we aren't the right facility for you for whatever reason, we'll help you find, you know, the right resource. 800-799-HOPE. Yep. I like that. Hope. Um, if you guys don't mind me asking you this, and, and you don't have to answer it. That's the one good thing about, you know, recording. I can always edit it. Um, but I like. I always like to ask you know, everybody this that's um, come on, especially when it's dealing with addiction uh, or any type of uh, health thing. I do it with people in the health department every time. Um, and Jen, we'll, we'll start with you ladies first. How long have you been with Ashley and what, what was your, what made your decision to go to work at Ashley? I have been working with Ashley for the past four years okay. and actually started out in our emerging adult program. And at that point in time, our groups were co-ed and throughout my time here, we decided it would be best to offer gender specific services. And at that point in time, I took on an all female group at the inpatient level. And as I mentioned before, we were in the planning stages of opening a women's extended care. And now that is my, you know, sole job in right. managing the, the women's extended care. But I've been in this field for roughly 16, 17 years. Really? Mm -hmm. 
Wow. And so you've only been there four years. Correct. And now this is going to be a trick question. <laughs> Hopefully you're ready for this. Uh, this is kind of unfair because Jim gets to think about it more. I guess, uh, what is your biggest reward? Well, as you can imagine, this this line of work is challenging mm-hmm. on, on a daily basis. And there are many times throughout, you know, any given day or week when working with a patient and they have that moment of clarity and they are able to kind of surrender and and say that they're ready to work on themselves and, and change their lives. And we have a lot of patients that you know, they let us know that whether it's just verbally thanking us or writing us letters or uh, whatever it may be. And that's the most rewarding at the end of the day, knowing that I had, or Ashley as a whole, had some type of influence on this person's life. Right. And that's what, you know, as, as hard as the job may be at the end of the day, the the positives outweigh, you know, the stress of the job. Now, have you ever by chance ran into somebody outside of Ashley that has recovered and they're doing great? And have you ever ran into them and seen them again? Or have they come to see you? Absolutely. Um, I would not approach someone myself outside of here, but I've had, yes, many, many patients and, you know, Throughout all the years of doing this, it's it's nice to to run into them, and you know sometimes it's it's not a happy ending, and sometimes yeah. you know they're still struggling, and being able to have someone you know link them up with someone who can you know help them out again is rewarding as well. I bet that's a big smile. You get a big smile though when you you know somebody comes up to you and thanks you, and they're just doing great. That's Absolutely. that's just got to be. Oh man, that's gotta be a great feeling. It is. It is. James, now it's your turn. How long have you been there? And I guess why did you decide to go to work at Ashley? So I've been at Ashley for almost six years. Um, so both of you uh, are actually pretty young there then. Yeah. Yeah. That's I good. Think, okay. I think we you know, I think people that find their way to Ashley find their way here for a reason. Yeah. I, I think about the work of substance use disorder treatment, and I think in order to be in this work long term, like Jen's been in the, in the field for over a decade, um, and although I've only been in the field for you know a little over five years, I, I still feel like it's a calling. I think people that find their way into this work, they're not here because it's a job. It's not even necessarily a career. It's it's really a calling. I mean. To Jen's point, when you are challenged every single day uh, to engage people in treatment that will help them, um, who generally don't necessarily want help right away, right, and a lot of that's through no fault of their own, that is a challenging work environment, and ultimately it requires a tremendous amount of commitment for me being in this environment and I'll just sort of follow with uh, what's the most rewarding thing to me. Well, that's changed over the years because my role here has evolved over the years. Okay. In direct patient care, to Jen's point, there's nothing as rewarding 
when the light bulb goes off for that patient. There's also um, little else that is that is as rewarding as having patients return and, and be employees of Ashley. The, right. You know, extended care patients coming back and helping the next group and patients that have uh, completed our continuum of care that have, you know, now years of sobriety coming back and helping other people find that. Not that that's the goal per se, because you mm -hmm. again, have to choose this work very, very carefully. I would encourage anyone that's considering it to be thoughtful about getting into it because it does require a lot. But today, you know, the most meaningful thing to me is to support people like Jen in launching programs like the Women's Extended Care. Right. It's a program that is designed to serve a group that historically has not had access to services that they desperately need, treating women um, in a trauma-informed way, being really focused on how to meet their needs, help, how to help them help find health and wellness, how to help them find recovery, be empowering to a, to a group that's been disenfranchised for so long and ultimately being supportive of her and the team uh, of other women that have actually built, designed, and then delivered this program. That's There's nothing more rewarding than that for me. Because there's no other programs around like that, is there? I mean, aren't you guys one of the first, if not possibly the first? No, yes. Um, and this program is, you know, it is unique. It's the first um, Ashley has developed this specific for women, and we consider it the next step in a patient's continuum of care. And really the services that we're able to offer are, again, all gender specific and through 90 days of an extended care program after, you know, completing a 28-day program, someone's walking out of here with four months under their belt. And, you know, our, our program is a tailored approach that was founded on three pillars of substance use disorder treatment, including clinical services, life skill training, and mutual support group immersion. So we are taking um, the women through their next three months and really getting them involved in the community and exposing them to whether it be AA meetings or whatever type of 12-step group that they are interested in. We would like to give them exposure to that and they are sponsors and beginning to walk through the 12 steps and that's just one component of the program there's the the clinical component so during the day they're engaged in multiple different types of therapies including individuals groups we're using equine therapy art therapy nature therapy um, we have a dedicated family therapist that works with patients on a weekly basis and engages families. We involve them in schema therapy, and we also have in-house recovery coaching. Wait, what was that? Schema therapy? Schema therapy, yes. So our psychologists uh, who work on the inpatient uh, campus, they 
engage with patients while they're here. And that's another service that they can continue working with the psychologist or the psychiatrist. But okay. our psychologists offer a group to the extended care patients called schema therapy, which really is a, a great type of therapy to use because it traces kind of the, the issues that are going on with the patient now and what potentially could have led to uh, their using and traces right. it back to childhood and, and um, identifies what different schemas are uh, unique to that person and how they can learn to process through that. Okay. And what's the other sources or the other services? We have clinic, the clinical services, which I just mentioned, the different types of therapies. Okay. And then we have a life skills component. So throughout the three months, the women are going to be engaged in about five different areas um, that they'll be learning, whether it be from staff here or members of you know the Hartford County community, but those will focus on such things as automotive and household repairs or self-care and healthy relationships, uh, gardening, cooking, sewing, financial planning and improving credit, and you know education and employment services if you know there needs to be improvements made there. And then we have a holistic component where we're, again, as James was mentioning earlier, you know, we really believe in the spiritual and holistic care right. and we're trying to allow and give exposure to the holistic world outside of, of treatment because ultimately a lot of patients that come to us, they, you know, let's say they don't know anything about meditating and maybe they're fear, fearful of it. And if we can show them that it's not as scary and expose them to different types of care, they will be more successful in recovery when they leave us. So some of the things that we are looking to do is um, ex you know, taking them to a salt works spa mm -hmm. and sitting in a salt room or experiencing Reiki or some type of acupuncture. We do actually offer uh, a form of acupuncture here for um, no service called AccuDetox, which is something that um, our patients are allowed to receive when they, especially when they come in and they're detoxing and it's acupuncture in the ear. Um, and then going back to other holistic services, just taking them to a sensory deprivation tank. Wow. Mm -hmm. Or sound immersion healing. So again, giving them exposures to these different types of therapies. Yeah, it's amazing. I didn't realize, never even thought about that people would be afraid of meditation. Because meditation alone, it's amazing. Just the, I want to say the healing powers that it has. Sure. Everything that it can do. And I think a lot of people get confused because, you know, you think meditation, a lot of people think you got to sit there cross-legged and all that. And uh -huh. I, I try to explain this to my wife because I like to meditate. 
Um, you can do it standing up. You can do it laying down. There's so many different ways you can meditate. And it's, you know, when, when you're breathing out, it seems like all that negativity is just being released and it feels right. good. Now I'm going to be meditating after we're done here. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, Just to, to wrap this up with the services that we offer. So the last component is that we offer what we call sober Saturday activities. And it doesn't necessarily have to happen on a Saturday, but <laughs> we, we want to um, show them uh, all the fun that they can have in recovery. Cause that's an, another um, fear of patients that once you take the substances away, they think, you know, their life's going to end and they're not going to have fun anymore. Mm -hmm. And how are they going to, you know, survive or communicate or socialize without it. So we are taking them at least on a weekly basis, if not, you know, a few times a week to do these other activities. They could be things such as rock climbing or just going to the movies or a spa day, go-karts, museums. So again, reminding them that life still goes on and they can yeah, absolutely yeah. enjoy life without substances. And uh, so we like to credit our program with having, you know, this um, full spectrum of services to offer to them. I mean, just for, I didn't realize you guys did all that. And we're only talking about what the women's extended care program. Right. These I, are specific. I mean... <laughs> yeah. They're specific to the women's extended care and, uh, for the most part, they they mimic the services of the men's extended care right. as well. Um, but yeah, we offer really great services. See, and there's some things that you hit on there that I'm thinking, like you said, with helping them with cooking, gardening, stuff like that. And a lot of even, I mean, auto, auto repair, mm -hmm. a lot of stuff that, they don't even learn in high school. Correct. <laughs> I mean, mm -hmm. So, wow, that is, that is great. Now you did mention something, com community involvement. How can, I guess, can community organizations get involved with you guys or is that, or do you actually take, I don't want to say patients, but take them out into the community uh, when you mentioned the community um, projects and everything that you do? So as a, as a legacy nonprofit, we work very closely with a lot of organizations in the community. Our okay. goal is to provide services to our local community. We do a tremendous amount of charity care and we have specific scholarships available to our local counties, uh, Hartford and Seasville specifically. Mm -hmm. But we, and we partner with other local organizations as well that are mission-driven, that are nonprofit. Several of the services that Jen mentioned actually have um, other organizations are the sort of owner-operators of those, those services. So we work very closely with a lot of partners in the community, and we encourage anyone who wants to be involved in sort of furthering the mission of helping people save lives um, and then transform those lives through substance use disorder treatment to engage with us and to really uh, reach out to us. And we're happy to be of service in any way we can as well. We do a lot of local education. We're available to local schools. Any, any way we can help, 
we're open to it and we, we want to explore that. Okay, great. Can you just remind me of the second part of your question as far as specific individuals? I'm well, community or as community organizations getting involved or when you bring, uh, you know, the um, people out to the community, you mentioned getting them involved in a community. So yeah, that takes on a different form. So obviously we have to protect people's private information. Right. We want to, we want to afford people the opportunity to remain anonymous in their treatment and their recovery if they choose to do so. Plenty of them don't. Plenty of them are proud to say that they're a person in long-term recovery. But for us, it's important that we, as a healthcare organization, respect privacy. Mm -hmm. So we do take them into the community and we do uh, afford them the opportunity to engage with local businesses and participate in local support groups. But we, we really... We won't go into specifics around that just so okay. it potentially violate um, right. anyone's privacy. Right. And I guess the last thing, unless you guys have anything else to add, donations. Since you are a nonprofit, how can people donate to Ashley? So we absolutely um, and wholeheartedly accept and, and really rely in a lot of ways on the support of, of our local community and of donors. So we have an, um, a development office that is available to bring you on campus, take a tour, get a sense of who we are, what we do. If you already know Ashley um, and you're committed and you just want to give, again, the website is the best place to reference um, for guidance on how to donate. We certainly, as a nonprofit, are able to afford you um, tax breaks and so forth. But ultimately, if you're all about addiction treatment and for the mission of recovery and bringing that the message of hope and healing to uh, people in the region and around the country, really around the world, we are definitely a great avenue for you to do that. And we are happy to have those conversations. And no matter how small, if it's time, we will accept that. We, we love people that give back their time. If it's if it's money, we certainly aren't gonna say no to that either. Um, because again, we do do charitable, a lot of charitable care somewhere on the order of um, two and a half to three and a half million dollars a year, depending on the year of charitable care. So the more resources we have, the more services we can provide. But yeah, we are absolutely open and willing and, and look forward to continuing to work closely with our community and, and local donors. I'm glad you mentioned the time because that's that was going to be my next question. Can people volunteer to help? Which is another way of donating, which of course you already answered that. Absolutely. So, it is it is worth noting that right now there are some um, further mitigation mm -hmm. measures that we put in place to protect everyone. That being said, we would certainly not discourage you from reaching out. The opportunities are definitely there. They just might be there in a little bit different form right. than they than they have been in the past. But we are absolutely committed to engaging both people in recovery and people that are supportive of people getting into recovery in, in any way possible. Okay. Do you two have anything to add whatsoever? It's been a pleasure. We appreciate the opportunity. Um, anytime we get a chance to talk about our passion, you know, our calling. The work that we do here at Ashley and, and the organization that allows us to do that that good work, we, we love it. We love that chance. We really appreciate you taking the time to bring us on. 
And, you know, anytime you guys want to come back on, just let me know. Um, like I said, this is something I want to, I want to get the word out there as much as possible. And I, I believe the more that people learn about it, because they, somebody that's going through addiction may not want to, you know, go to a place like Ashley, but their loved one may be able to talk to them and, you know, guide them there, which, and I think that's key. A lot of people need to. So James, Jen, I want to thank you both once again. And like I said, anytime you want to come back on, just let me know. Thank you. It was great being here. Thank you. We appreciate the opportunity. I want to thank James and Jen again for coming on to the podcast and talking about Ashley. If you or someone you know needs help with addiction, give Ashley a call. Their helpline is available seven days a week at 1-800-799-HOPE. That's 1-800-799-HOPE, 4673, 1-800-799-4673. Or go to the website ashleytreatment.org. Again, that is ashleytreatment.org. And, of course, I would like to remind everybody about Buy Me A Coffee. That's right, buymeacoffee.com. If you go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living, again, buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living, you can help me keep this podcast going by buying me a coffee. You can buy me one coffee, three coffees, or five coffees. I believe it's as little as $3. Or... If you choose, you can actually subscribe and buy me coffee annually or monthly. I think annually it's only like $50 a year for an annual subscription to basically buy me a coffee. But it helps me to keep the podcast going. Uh, Believe it or not, yes, it's not free to run a podcast. There are charges in there. And even though I do have sponsors... Those sponsors also help me keep the website going as well as several other things. So again, please go to buymeacoffee.com forward slash Harco Living and buy me a coffee. And I actually want to thank uh, Debbie. She is a member and Richard Wilmore. That's right. Richard Wilmore, I just had on the show, actually bought me a coffee as well. So I want to thank them. Also, don't forget. I am having a giveaway. I am giving away a $25 gift card to Route 24 Ale House or an Amazon gift card, whichever you prefer. All you need to do is leave me a review for the podcast. So if you listen to it on Apple, Google Podcasts, whatever platform you listen to it on, kindly leave me a five-star review and you know, give me suggestions or let me know who you would like to have or hear on the podcast or what you would like me to talk about. If for some reason you cannot leave it on one of the platform that you listen to it on, just go to podchaser.com and search for Harford County Living with Rich Bennett and you'll find the page there. You can leave reviews there. Again, I, I'm going to keep doing this till the end of the summer. At the end of summer, I'm going to pick a winner, and they're going to get either a $25 gift card to Route 24 Ale House or a gift card from Amazon. Your choice.